The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Since many have undertaken to compile a narrative of events that have been fulfilled among us, just as those who were eyewitness from the beginning and ministers of the word have handed them down to us, I too have decided, after investigating everything accurately anew, to write it down in an orderly sequence for you, and most excellent Theophilus, so that you may realize the certainty of the teachings you have received. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news of him spread throughout the whole region. He taught in their synagogues and was praised by all. He came to Nazareth, where he had grown up and went according to his customs, into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where he was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of all in the synagogues looked intently at him, and he said to them, Today, the scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. The Gospel of the Lord. Jesus came into his hometown to his synagogue and opened the scroll and then said, Today, the scripture's passage is fulfilled in your hearing. It reminded me a little bit of when I myself came back to my hometown to celebrate my first Mass among all those people I knew, to make the scriptures fulfilled by celebrating Mass for the first time in Forest Mid, Arkansas. And as the more as I was thinking about this, it made me think of all those people who were involved to make that happen, and who knew that this little kid from a small town of Mexico will be here precisely celebrating this Mass. And I'm here because there's, there were a lot of people, beginning with my parents and family, all my teachers that were influential to me all the way up to high school. Father Ruben, who you might know and who was here and an associate, who helped me join the seminary. All the seminary teachers who taught me, all the formators who were there to help me grow as a person and as a priest, to all my spiritual directors who had helped me find in the time in the seminary, helped me grow in my relationship with the Lord. All the people in the diocese who prayed for vocations and prayed for me. All the people that I met during my eight years in formation. The people who I got to know very closely, especially in Glenwood, Arkansas, Mena, Arkansas, Christ the King and Forest Mid and Little Rock, and many other parishes among our diocese. To all those youth conferences that I've been part of, all the retreats I've been part of, 
to all my PRE teachers, for all my CYM group that helped me to be not so much introverted. Then I started thinking of all those people who were part of my life, who were there in my own formation, and I cannot recognize to all those janitors who were there to make sure that the classrooms were clean and set for me to study, all the maintenance people who were there to make sure that the lights, the water, and the heat were there for me in order to make sure that I didn't have to worry about all these things to really focus on the one thing that I needed to do, the studies, to become a priest. For the cleaning crew that made sure that, I was, that all the supplies were there that I needed to clean my seminary room to the cafeteria crew to make sure that I always had food and not worry about that I had to cook something for myself. For all the priests who were there and my confessors, especially my confessors who were part of those moments of my own frustration with my own sins and they gave me the advice that I needed to hear. And I can keep going and going and going, and, and the list would go on and on and on. All those people who I mentioned and did not mention were there. The moment when I celebrated the first Mass in my hometown in Forest Smith, it's incredible to think that I had to go through all those situations and meet all those people for me to get there, for me to celebrate that first Mass in Forest Smith. And it had to be like that. It had to be that I had to meet all those people. I had to go through all those situations and circumstances that I went through to get me there. And now after seven months of later, after still uh, now as, uh, as a priest, there's still a lot more people to maybe even think. First of all, the people, you who are here present in this Mass, for all those people that come and show me and show others their faith by just being here. All those people who humble me, who humble me by coming into the confession, seeking the mercy of God. And I can keep going and going and going. This is not about me. This is not about me and my story of how I got here. This is about us. This is our story. To see that we are not here simply just because. We are here because there were people in our lives that led us into ultimately be here. And God has guided us to his right path, the path of following him. While there were maybe moments in our lives that we might de deviate from that path, maybe we could, he has continued to guide us through the talents and skills and personality of others to be here at this precise moment. Brothers and sisters, recognize that we are all striving to follow His path, to recognize that we are all part of the same body. And it doesn't matter. It's like how beautifully St. Paul puts it in today's second reading. The parts of the body that seems to be weaker are all the more necessary. And all parts of the body that we consider less honorable we surround with great honor. We are called to recognize, brothers and sisters, that no matter what talents we have or skills or personality traits, how good we are with this or that, or how terrible we are with this or that, we are all now 
Each one of us are part of Christ's body, and we are in Christ's body individually part of it. So all deceit, all laziness, all lying, all seeking to be better than others, all putting others down has no meaning when we recognize that we are all in one body. Because if we are all part of the same body, we are all seeking to follow him. And if we are all striving to follow him, the only thing we must do is to help each other. Because as St. Paul says, as one part of the body is hurting, the whole body hurts. If one part of the body heals, the whole body heals. If one part of the body seeks forgiveness, the whole body benefits from that. For there is no sin, brothers and sisters, even, even the most intimate and private sin affects the rest of the body of Christ. But at the same time, when there is forgiveness in a part of us, there is forgiveness among all the rest of the body. Brothers and sisters, this can only be done if we allowed the last line of the gospel to come on life in our, in our lives. What is the last line we heard in, that, in the gospel? Today, today this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. We can't think that this line, last line has just happened 2,000 plus years ago. This line should be an invitation to let the Lord fulfill the scriptures in our lives, in our hearing. By the same way we go, by the same way as we reach out to others, by the way we seek forgiveness, by the way we find and understand other people, by the way we understand other people. Today, today this scripture passage wants to be fulfilled in our hearing. Today, in January 22nd, 2022, 22, today at every day of our lives should become a today which the scriptures wants to be fulfilled in our midst, in our hearing, in our actions, in our thoughts, in the way we speak, in the, in the way we fail, in the way we stumble, in the way we fall down to sin. May the scripture passage be fulfilled because in the midst of our messiness of our own lives, we have recognized that we are no longer should be leaving the way to do things for ourselves, but that we first need God's grace to strive to follow Him. And secondly, to recognize that we need each other because we all belong to one body, the body of Christ. We all belong with all different talents, with different skills, and so much more that makes us us. And for us to give ourselves for the sake of the gospel and for the sake of others. Because now you are in Christ's body and individually part of it. So today, today, allow the scriptures to be fulfilled individually in your life for the sake of the body of Christ, for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of others. Glory to him now and forever.